is Upfront on the Voice of America. I'm Jackson Vungani in Washington. Thank you so much for joining us today. On the show this week, we'll talk about the issue of press freedom as we prepare to commemorate World Press Freedom Day, which falls on May the 3rd. Press freedom refers to the right of journalists and media organizations to report on events and issues without censorship or interference from the government or other external sources. Cameroonian citizens are not getting the, the information that they should be getting mm. because so many people are either in jail, have been silenced, or the ultimate censorship, they've been murdered. That is Angela Quinto. She is the Africa Program Coordinator at CPJ. That's the Committee to Protect Journalists. She joins me in studio together with Cameroonian journalist and publisher Haman Mana. And we'll talk about the state of media freedom in Cameroon, following the death of popular Cameroonian journalist Martinez Zogo, who was killed earlier this year in connection to his work. That is a very uh, difficult situation because as a citizen, you don't know if you ha could have confidence f to a policeman, a gendarme or a military man. You don't know mm. because he could be the one killing you. But first, let's hear from you, our listeners. We asked you... Do you understand the role of the media or the press in your country? This is what you had to say. I think that the role of the media is to educate uh, the Ghanaian, is to inform and to entertain as well. And I, I should think that the media is on the right path because as it stands, we get information from the media almost all the time, politics-wise, entertainment-wise, health-wise. They are supposed to, to get the first-hand information and then be able to, to move it down, trickle downstream. Now, um, not everybody has access to internet, so they play a very vital role in moving the information further down um, the ladder. And so the most important thing is to, is to authenticate the news that they get because there are a lot of fake news out there. And then we, we would expect that or their major function is to make sure that the news that they, they propagate out there is, is the whole truth and nothing but the truth. The media has been very instrumental in the development of um, this economy. Their role in socio-economic and the political dimension of this economy in totality they are the reason why we are where we are today and enjoying our freedom when it comes to our democracy. Hi, this is Liz Kemigisha from Kampala, Uganda, and I love listening to Upfront. What's up, Africa? You are listening to Upfront, the voice of America. Many thanks to all of you for sending in your opinions. You're listening to Upfront on the Voice of America. I'm Jackson Vungani. Now, reports from various local and international media watchdogs say that media freedom in Africa continues to deteriorate as journalists and media workers face harassment, intimidation, and other threats of violence, whether it's from state or non-state actors. See, journalists play a critical role in holding powerful institutions such as governments accountable for their actions while exposing corruption and other forms of power abuse. That is when they are allowed to report on subjects without fear of reprisal or censorship. And according to experts, the repression of the media in any nation is a warning indicator that other political rights and civil liberties are also under jeopardy. In Cameroon, the killing of a popular broadcast journalist, Martinez Zogo, earlier this year underscores the threat that many journalists face in their line of work. 
CPJ, that is the Committee to Protect Journalists, reported that Zogo had been investigating allegations of corruption involving a local media mogul known as Jean-Pierre Amogu Belinga. Mr. Belinga was subsequently arrested and charged with complicity in Zogo's torture and murder on March the 4th. And joining me in studio is Haman Mana, an independent journalist and publisher from Cameroon. He was a good friend to Martinez Zogo. He joins me with Angela Quinto of the Committee to Protect Journalists. We'll talk about the kind of threats that journalists in Cameroon face and the role of the press in the country in exposing corruption and other forms of power abuse. Uh, Haman, I want to start off by asking you to talk to us about uh, Martinez Zogo. What kind of reporter was he and what kind of stories was he covering? Yes, uh, Mr. Zogo, Martinez Zogo, uh, he was, you know, he had a, a program, a very original program uh, during uh, every morning, every morning from 10 to 12 o'clock. On radio? Or on, radio mm. on radio. On uh, radio. He used to talk about uh, things happening, you know. It was not very, a, a classical journalistic program, you know. You have jokes. Mm. It, was, it was some, the thing was very original for the person, you know, because uh, small jokes, but telling serious Some things. serious stuff. Serious, also, serious yeah. things mm. uh, in, in jokes. And um, uh, on those weeks, he used to talk about uh, a, uh, embezzlement of public, uh, public funds mm-hmm. by uh, some, uh, by some, um, some businessmen, some businessmen. Uh, particularly uh, public money in those, uh, how do you call it? Um, contracts? Contract, yes. public contracts, mm-hmm. yes, public contracts. Uh, but, uh, you know, those public con- about billions and billions, mm. but money was not, was embezzled. Okay. okay, so he was talking about, uh, about was the talking relationship between uh, like, government officials and these uh, private yes. individuals that are yes, involved in yes, government yes. contracting. Yes. Yeah. But he talked about it for days and days, for days and days, for days. Mm. And every day, he has new documents about it. New documents. And every day, every day. So... Um, Is the issue of corruption big, endemic in, in yes. Cameroon? True. That is, yes. Every, that is every day. That is every day issue mm. in Cameroon. That's every day issue in Cameroon. But particularly, he was talking about that issue, uh, Mr. Amuku Beninga's uh, issue every day, every day and every day. From you know, ten days after, and uh, particularly for me, mm. uh, my office is not far from his office. So the day before, he came to my office, and uh, he said uh, they are going to kill me. I said why? How they are going to kill you? You are talking about this thing from month, from day to day, every day. You are talking. About what's happening? He said uh, he's he's scared about to be killed. Yeah. He was worried for his life. Well, what's worried for his mm. life? And he told me, when they will kill me, they will kill you too. I said, you are, talk, you are joking wow. or what? That is a bad joke. He said, yes, it's like that. So it's like there are people coming after him, but he had information that they're also coming after you. Yes. Were so, you also publishing or writing yes, anything regarding because, those type of issues because, that he was... Yes, because, because, I, because uh, many newspapers don't, were, you know, maybe afraid to talk about it. But... 
for in Loju, our newspaper, we are not afraid of anything. You mm. know, when we have a document, we can talk about it. When um, <clears throat> we have uh, something uh, in the court, we should talk about it. You know, we are not afraid of anything or of any person. So he said, talking about this issue. So there's a specific issue. Yes, that, okay. talking about this issue may condemn you. I said, I was thinking it is a joke. I was thinking it is a joke. Mm. What, what, but is that guy, what is that specific issue before we go any further? What was the, the specific issue, issue is, mm. you know, um, the procurement. Procurement uh, of uh, many things. Many th procurement of uh, little shoes mm. for the presidency and the republic. But with plenty of billions of billions and billions. Something, you know. Mm. And um, he went. And uh, the last, the day, the day after, his colleague told me uh, he's missing. I said, how can he miss? And the day after, he's missing, the day after, he's missing. And four days after, we discover the corpse somewhere in a career. And it becomes something like a, mm -hmm. a, a bad, a bad film. So a we, couple of days after he had warned you, mm -hmm. he disappeared. Yes. And then you discovered his body. Yeah, we discovered. Now I, I read that his body had been mutilated. Uh, yeah. He was killed, but also mutilated. Yes. Did you read that as a signal? Some, there was somebody sending a message in the way he was killed. Maybe because uh, he was naked. He was naked, and uh, the killers just leave one shoes, maybe for people to recognize the cause mm. because. Even uh, his wife did not recognize the cause because the cause was mutilated and, you know... Angela, let me bring you in real quick. Had sure. you heard of Mr. Martinez-Zogo yes. in your work? Yes, yes. Had he expressed to you as the committee to protect journalists any fears about his life related mm. to his work? No, but, but let me tell you what we watched. So a couple of years back, he was jailed. Yeah. In connection to criminal defamation, which, of course, is... is something that uh, we advocate against but um, yeah so he certainly was on the radar but it came as quite a shock mm. to then be told that he had actually disappeared and and what's really concerning about all of this is that he thought he would get protection from the police so he left work on the 17th the day after he had told him that he was worried about about um, his own life and so he left work and he was tailed, he was followed. And in the process he thought, let me go to the nearest police station where I will get help. The gates were closed. They the police, closed on him. The police would not allow him in and he was dragged out of the car by four hooded men and taken Outside away. Outside of the police station? Outside the police station. Yes. And so we waited trying to find out people. We're questioning, where is Martinez? We're hoping against hope, you know. And uh, five days later, as, as Haman said, his body is found in a quarry, mutilated, cut off his fingers. They had sodomized him. Uh, he underwent torture, clearly. This was a gruesome, gruesome murder. And it is a murder that really needs to... We need to ensure that there's some sort of accountability mm. and that those who have killed him are held to account. Because unfortunately, when you silence a journalist, you silence a journalist for good, but you also silence others around who are scared. Mm. Will it happen to him? Will it ha if it happened to him, will it happen to us? And he gave other journalists who were also 
following uh, up on that story. And say, yes. you are you're also, next. you're next. So you can imagine how terrifying it is mm. for journalists operating in Cameroon. And uh, that was going to be my next question, uh, Mr. Mana. What is it like to practice journalism in Cameroon? You know, um, 30 years ago, the civil society and the civil society uh, with uh, many fights will obtain the right to practice journalism. And uh, censorship were even banned. But from year, to he from year to year, the government has, you know, turned turn it very difficult. Mm. And today, maybe the weakness of the government, or I don't know, things are going from bad to worse. Because today you will not know if who is after you, who is behind and, you. And, and that's a, a good point you're making. Mm -hmm. So you, you don't know who that is, is presenting the threat to you. That is mm. the pri private use of the official, of the police people, mm. military people. You have heard about the military people did the coup, but they did not did the coup ordered by, themselves. by, the, by themselves or by mm. the government. They, they, they did the coup just at uh, hit a man. Yeah. And they there, were, there's somebody pushing them to do yes, the coup. Yeah. Not pushing them, so, <laughs> even pay, paying them. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. So I you're, you're know. implying, I guess, for me to understand this, that the members of the private sector are using some of the official tools and instruments good you know that's it. in kind of whatever vendetta they have against journalists yeah is yes. that correct that's well, or may true. i add mm. to that yeah. i think that you need to understand that it is members it is a political elite and politicians and business coexist right so you can't divorce the fact that what you see are you know criminals who have tentacles in government and are able to use, you know, government resources um, and, even worse, are then able to, to hire their hitmen who happen to be, you know, police, the or army. Soldiers, yeah. I mean, one of the things that was most striking for me was when you said... You know, you look at a, at, at a soldier, or you look at a policeman, and you would think that they're there to protect you, right? Now you don't know. We don't know. You don't know, you don't know whether they're, they're there to kill you or to protect yeah. you. Yeah. Exactly. Go ahead. That is a very uh, difficult situation, because as a citizen, you don't know if you ha could have confidence f to a policeman, a gendarme, or a military man. You don't know, mm. because he could be the one killing you. Do you, you understand the type of uh, situation uh, the, the, an ordinary situ Cameroonian citizen can be? It is very confused, mm. very confused and scared. Mm -hmm. What impact has uh, Zogo's death had on, on media practitioners like yourself? You know, uh, it's not only journalists. It's uh, all over Cameroon. All the society, everybody, everybody is scared about what could happen because from the ordinary citizen to even the ministers they don't know there is no security there's no security and nobody could say it. Uh, I'm going out from my house now and um, uh, later uh, in, the, in the evening I'll be back 
because you don't know what could happen to you, what mm. will happen to you. You don't know what. So it, it's a, you know, a very, a, what people feel. People feel, you know, uh, insecurities. You know, maybe you don't know. You don't know. And the problem is, there isn't, justice will not help you. Justice will not help mm. you. And, uh, you know, people are abandoned to, the, to themselves. You right. Know? They are abandoned to themselves. So you're know? saying every section of society feels some sort of threat. Yes. In case you're just joining us, this is Upfront on the Voice of America. I'm Jackson Vungani. I'm chatting with Haman Mana, an independent journalist and publisher from Cameroon. He joins me together with Angela Quintal of the Committee to Protect Journalists, that is CPJ. We're talking about the death of broadcast journalist Martinez Zogo, who was killed earlier this year. We're also talking about the state of media freedom in Cameroon. I wanted to ask you as, as CPJ, as your, yeah. your, your organization, um, what is your assessment of the media environment in Cameroon? It's incredibly poor. Uh, you know, we have Cameroon, unfortunately, is among the worst jailers of journalists in, in, in Africa. Third after Egypt and then Eritrea, right? So currently we have five journalists who are in jail, some of them as long as July 2016, for acts of journalism. That's the one thing. The second thing is that Martinez Zogo is not the first journalist to be killed and who needs justice. So we've had at least two other journalists who have been, had died in detention for their journalism. One was Samuel Wazizi, who we are still trying to get justice for. He died. And another is Bibi Ngota. Now, let me say that another journalist has since died, that we're, as the Committee to Protect Journalists, we're investigating because he was one of the journalists who was talking on radio about Martinez Ogo's death. He's a journalist and a Catholic, an Orthodox Catholic priest. His name is Jean-Jacques Ola uh, Bebe. Uh, we need to see whether he, too, has been killed because he, too, was talking because about... Because of his work. Right. right. And, and he certainly told his family that he had been threatened. So can you imagine that you silence journalists by killing them, you silence journalists by putting them in jail, right? Mm. And this is what is happening in, 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 in Cameroon. And so, yeah, we need to have justice for those who have been killed, mm. like Zogo, but we also need to ensure that journalists who have been rotting, and I say rotting because Kondongi Central Prison, where they are in Yaoundé, is a hellhole, right? It's overcrowded, it's filthy, um, they are sitting there waiting for having, so that someone is ultimately going to allow them to leave and to return to their jobs so that they can do what, as journalists, they must do, and that is to inform the public. No, so so can, I just, uh, yeah. can I just say one mm -hmm. thing here? I think ultimately when we're talking about journalists and how press freedom is actually being denied, it's not because we're sitting here as journalists talking about journalists and we're worried about a profession or a craft, it's because ultimately the very sense of democracy here is at stake and that the citizens' right to know. Cameroonian citizens are not getting the, the information that they should be getting mm. because so many people are either in jail, have been silenced because there is... They're worried or scared they're worried, for their lives. Yeah. Or the ultimate censorship, they've been murdered. 
Now, the government says that they're carrying out investigations. Mm -hmm. They arrested uh, a gentleman that you mentioned uh, in the beginning. First of all, do you think they're credible, but also do you feel like eventually there will be you know, a closure to this case and finding the culprit, the person who is responsible for the killing of, uh, of Mr. Zogo? So, uh, about 20 persons have been arrested, mm. are under arrest, and uh, they are still investigating. Uh, I will wait and see uh, what is coming out of this uh, and say what I think about it, you know. We will leave the investigator, tell us who is the killer. Mm. And after, uh, justice will say what happened because, uh, you know, uh, we want to know what happened, what and why, and how even. We want to know. We want Has... To know government investigated previous killings of journalists? Uh, it's the first time uh, the government uh, made investigations. The other times, you know, in the case of Wazizi, nobody says nothing. Mm. Just, uh, this is the first time uh, this type, type of investigation uh, is taking place. Maybe because uh, <coughs> we have some type of, you know, protestation of everybody. The mm. society, and global attention. Yeah, global attention mm. about the issue. So uh, I would just say, uh, just wait and see. And uh, see what the, you know, I cannot just say uh, it is not, uh, no, no. I think we, they, we had suspects, they have suspects because these people, they are they're still suspects, you know, mm. they're still suspects until uh, the justice says that uh, they are guilty. Mm. So we are waiting, we are waiting about. Uh, Angela, does this out. give you hope? Mm. The fact that they've uh, arrested all these 30 people, these 30 well, individuals, suspects. They're very high-profile so, people. High-profile yeah. people, and you say, yes. People. So, Jackson, I think mm. the, the issue here, and this is what the Committee to Protect Journalists has been calling for, is that we need open and transparency. Uh, openness and transparency in the investigation. What is happening is that people are being arrested, but no one really knows what's happened with the investigations. Mm. So, sure, this is a high-profile investigation, but we've had, unfortunately, other journalists have been killed in custody. And where we have had nothing on the scale of what we've seen now, I must say. So it is certainly different. But we've had inquiries that have gone absolutely nowhere. No one has been held to account. So what we are asking for, go ahead, do the investigations, ensure that we are, that there's transparency and that these people, whoever are actually going to be charged in open court, mm -hmm. Oh, and that the public will be able to see what's going down so that we, whatever happens, people will know that there was transparency and open justice and mm -hmm. that there was a credible process. Right now, we can't say that because all of this is happening behind closed behind doors. Behind closed doors, right. Yeah. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Victor Beatty, VOA News. Tune in to the Voice of America's newscasts every hour on the top of each hour, 24-7. Listen to our news and correspondent reports from around the world. VOA is your trusted source for news and information. Welcome back. This is Upfront on the Voice of America. I'm Jackson Vungani. Joining me in studio is Mr. Haman Mana, 
an independent journalist and publisher from Cameroon. He joins me with Angela Quintel of the Committee to Protect Journalists, CPJ. We're talking about media freedom in Cameroon in the aftermath of the killing of Martinez Zogo, a journalist in Cameroon who had been investigating corruption in the country. Uh, Haman, um, are you surprised at the reaction to uh, whether global reactions, whether local reactions to Mr. Zogo's death? A little bit, because uh, those years, Cameroonians used to be, you know, uh, more, more, you know, uh, apathetic. But I think uh, people were, you know, really, really, really scandalized by what happened. Mm. And uh, they are more vocal. Everybody, they are more vocal. They are talking and on they the are, radio. That yes, you're yes, they are more vocal, and they are, you know, people are. Maybe it's something like, um, uh, you know, people are. It is enough is enough. People are beginning to say enough is enough, mm-hmm. and uh, you 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 see how people are, you know, protesting. So something about people have not gone. Uh-huh. People have uh, has not gone in the streets yet. And it is because uh, a couple of days after, there uh, we had we had some suspects who were caught, and people, mm. you know, they began to say, "Okay, maybe well, justice is about to be justice, served." Yes, yeah. yes, that is why I say I'm a little bit, you know, surprised. But people are take, make attention. People are looking at what mm. uh, what will be happen. People are w- waiting. People are waiting. Mm. Uh, Angela, what do you think is responsible for triggering this type of reaction uh, regarding, relating to Mr. Zogo's death in Cameroon? Is, is the society eventually, I'm, I'm, I, like he said, are people just being tired and they're starting to speak out? Is there a changing environment? Does that, again, give you hope that people are asking for accountability on this nature? What, what is it about Mr. Zogo's death trigger this type of reaction? I think that the sheer brutality, the torture, what they did to him, I think, just shocked people. Also, this is a murder that happened in the capital. This is a well-known journalist who had a large audience. Mm-hmm. He's not a journalist as the other, um, as Samuel Wazizi, who was, you know, taken and uh, uh, taken away in one of the outlying areas, one of the, the Anglophone regions. Didn't have the sort of profile that Martinez had. So I think that, yeah, uh, but I also think you need to understand this in the context of what is happening politically in Cameroon, and, and, and certainly uh, you're in a far better position to speak about that, Haman. But, I mean, there is a power struggle, you know. You have an alien president who's been in power for 40 years, President Beer. I mean, I, I say to people, look at an, a distinguished editor like like Haman, who's been a journalist for 35 years. He became a rookie reporter when the president of Cameroon was already in office for five years. So you can imagine, you know, what he has seen. And he's in a position to speak because he has seen how he has himself told you that that press freedom now is non-existent compared to what it would have been in 30 years. And that's what you see with autocrats, with what you see with people who hang on to power for life is one way of ensuring that is you shut the tap on democracy, you become an autocrat, and what do you do? Mm. You ensure that people do not enjoy the rights that they should be, including the right 
to free speech. Um, what is your reading of the future of uh, uh, press freedom or independent media in, in Cameroon after the killing of uh, Martinez Zogo? What, what is your sense and what is the mood like in, in, in Cameroon? I know this is kind of fresh. I think the mood is very cloudy. People are looking at uh, how the camps, the clans, are preparing themselves maybe to catch to catch power. I don't know how they will do to catch it. We don't know uh, the sense of the battles. We don't know the sense. We don't know the weapons they will use for these battles. And people, you know, they are scared for themselves. Mm -hmm. They don't know what will happen. And that is the general climate. That's very heavy, cloudy. That was Haman Mana, an independent journalist and publisher from Cameroon. He joined me in studio with Angela Quintal of the CPJ. That's the Committee to Protect Journalists. They joined me in studio to talk about the killing of Martinez Zogo and what that means for media freedom in Cameroon. And with that, we come to the end of our show today. Many thanks to all of you for tuning in. Remember to connect with us on our social media platforms. We are on Facebook. We are also on Twitter and on Instagram at VOA Upfront. To listen to previous episodes of this show, visit our website at voaafrica.com. Until next time, I'm Jackson Vungani in Washington wishing you a great week ahead, Africa. Hello, this is James Butti, Managing Editor and host of VOA's Daybreak Africa show. Join us Monday through Friday at 03, 04, 05, and 0600 hours UTC as we bring you the latest African news, features, and sports. You can also be a part of Daybreak Africa through our mail segment by sending your comments to daybreakafrica at voanews.com. Or you can call us on 001 and when you hear the Voice of America identification, press the number 25 to leave us your message. That's Daybreak Africa at 03, 04, 05, and 0600 hours UTC right here on VOA Africa.